Welcome to Bronze and Modern Gods. I am John. And I am Richard. Are you really? Are you I had to think about it for a minute. Yeah. Uncertain there. Uh, what's not uncertain is it's Monday. Time for another episode. Our main topic today, scams. Comic book scams to watch out for. We're seeing more of these and more collectors getting uh, bamboozled, ripped off. What are more, uh, more uh, synonyms for uh, scams? Um, uh, did I use them all? I think I think you used the one side. Right. So we're going to give you some warning signs, tell you what to look out, look out for, and protect yourself and your collection. We also have our underrated books of the week, the 25-year rule, where we go back to 1997. And as always, we start off with our hot book of the week. Richard, what is it? Our hot book this week is Star Wars High Republic Adventures Annual Number 1. That's easy for you to say. That's quite a mouthful. Uh, this, this is uh, one of the one of the two Star Wars titles that have very, very similar titles. There's Star Wars High Republic, and then there's the more youth-oriented High Republic Adventures. So yeah, IDW does the Adventures, which they do all the, uh, the, the kiddie books for Marvel, and Marvel proper does High Republic. I couldn't tell you the difference between either two of them. What's, what's the difference between Star Wars and, and the Star Wars High Republic? The High Republic takes place before the the uh, the trilogy, before the movie. I, I, I lied. I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's you know, it's this is. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I love Star Wars, and I and I have been buying this title since since it came out, and I just have not read it. I have not read it. I am guilty. Oh, of it. Kids book. Yeah, yeah. I, I I collect the covers. There are some awesome covers in in the series. Uh, anyway, uh, this book is hard to find in the LCS. This is the first appearance of uh, quite a number of people um, in in the Star Wars universe, including someone named Bell Zetafar. Sure, uh, and, and this is a trend in uh, in High Republic. They introduce a lot of characters, and it makes it difficult to know which characters are going to be characters that stick. So um, you know, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of lot of uh, risk in in terms of speculating in this title. Um, if anybody has any any insight into which characters out of uh, the, the High Republic series are going to be more long-term characters, give us a comment and let, it, let us know because I'm very interested. Uh, just from a retailer perspective, I can see why this is a tough book to find. Number one, it is a kid's title. So even though it is Star Wars High Republic Adventures, which probably is IDW's got to be one of IDW's highest selling titles um it still is not ordered in the same quantities as the real air quotes star wars titles and the cover price on this sucker richard 7.99 wow it's an annual i get it it's double-sized it's adventure galore for your eight smackaroonies but uh you if you're a retailer you don't want a bunch of these sitting on the shelf so you're going to order basically who had this on their pool list and maybe one copy for the shelf yeah yeah I, uh, apparently it was it's a book that features all the the different writers uh, who have written books for, uh, for the high republic adventure series uh right now you can find it on ebay for 17 to 30 dollars oh, oh. <laughs> which is amazing uh there is a gorgeous and i am mad i missed it um the um things from another world tfaw has a store variant limited to 700 copies and it's selling for about seventy dollars do you want it? I mean, if the cartoon uh, premieres and you don't have it, you're going to be uh, 
SOL for your TFAW. Yeah, I know. I, you know, I've, I've spent my spec money for the week. Okay. (laughs) You know, I'll probably, I'll roll into it uh, at some point um, this month, but I'm I'm not putting, I have a hard time convincing myself that um, these first appearance books, modern first appearance books are really, really a good investment as opposed Mm -hmm. to first appearance of an, you know, established character. So I'd rather put my money in an established character than you know roll the dice on somebody new, like Star Wars number two, first appearance of Ben Kenobi, maybe that would yeah. be a better investment. I think so. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Well, if you are on eBay looking to buy this book, or you're uh, on Instagram, or you're floating around, we're here to tell you to watch out, be careful, because our main topic today, we're here to increase your paranoia comic book scams to look out for um and there's a few of them floating around right now probably the most egregious one that richard and i get dm'd about from you guys on instagram at bronze of modern gods uh or that we see ourselves and we kind of see send each other a text like oh look at this guy what does he think he's fooling are these infamous marvel facsimile editions being sold you know and they're not pointing out that they're a facsimile edition. So just throwing them up on eBay and saying, you know, Werewolf by Night, number 32, first appearance of Moon Knight. And they're hoping younger collectors or people that aren't as knowledgeable uh, just dig in and bid on it and bid on it. We've seen bids for these go up to hundreds of dollars and people getting ripped off. And uh, your favorite book of all time or one of your favorite books of all time, I don't want to say it's your favorite book of all time, is one of the worst offenders. Oh yeah, Ultima Fallout Four is is um, the facsimile has the same cover price. Yeah, and some of these other books, you know, they were twenty five cent books, and now they say three ninety nine on the cover. Yeah, that's and, not too hard to make. Yeah, that's not too hard. Distinction, yes. But Ultima Fallout came out in twenty eleven, and it was a three ninety nine cover price. So the cover price is the same. The cover is almost identical, except the barcode is different. It's this thinner barcode strip or area than the original. And the word Marvel uh, on the header has a red background on the facsimile. And that's really it. And it's, it's, it's disturbing how similar the book is because if you don't know what to look for, it's very, very easy to mistake the facsimile for the original. And people are unscrupulous. They will list that book and they will restrict the information they give you. They won't lie. They won't say that it's, you know, uh, but they will misrepresent the book in a way that you make assumptions about it. And you will see, you know, you know, they'll say, they'll say something about it being um, the original book, but then in the list, in the actual listing detail, they'll say a reprint or they'll say facsimile. Um, it's, 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 it's a complete misrepresentation. And this book, which goes for three ninety nine. Um, I have seen listings out there. Somebody bought, paid eight hundred dollars. Man, for, you know, and I'm hoping they got their money back. I hope they realized the, their error. Otherwise, somebody got away with a lot of money. Edge of Spider Verse number two is just as bad. The facsimile. The only difference is the original has the uh, little digital code inside uh, bug on the bottom, and there's a slight change to the same red Marvel logo, mm-hmm. and that's it. You know, so look out for that one as well. Uh, but there are more. You, you've come across one that was sort of new to me, which was the account hacking on eBay. 
Yeah, it seems to be um, there's there's examples of people who've had long term accounts. There's one account that I know of that has over thirty two thousand uh, feedback. So it's 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 a long term account. Uh, they were selling something unrelated to comic books completely. They got their obviously got their account hacked, and then someone has used their account to to list a whole bunch of high value keys. You know, like AF fifteen and Ultimate Fallout 4, the, the variant uh, edition, a whole bunch of, of, of these keys with auctions of $1. Mm. But the, the tricky thing is, if you read the description, what they want you to do instead of bidding, they say very specifically, don't bid on this auction. <laughs> We're looking for $4,800 for this book. Um, and they want you to contact them, and they want to do a transaction off of eBay. So you're, they want you to give, give them your $4,800 and um, without any protection. The one thing eBay gives you, the one, the, the one positive thing that eBay, eBay gives you as a buyer is that protection. If there's an issue with the transaction, they step in as a middleman and will help iron out the problems, either give you a refund um, or help you work with the seller in order to get uh, a satisfactory outcome. If you do not complete the transaction on eBay, if you send somebody money over PayPal directly or a Venmo transfer, you're out of that money. If, if yeah. something happens, there is really no recourse. And they're trying to do that. Um, so there's, there's a lot of ways you can, you can look out for this stuff. Um, first of all, when you're buying, look at the seller. Look at the seller's feedback. Um, and that's, that's what was the real giveaway when I first saw one of these things. The, the, the guy had 32,000 feedback, but none of it was recent, and absolutely none of it was in the comic book uh, genre. It was some, something completely different. Engine parts. For some reason, it always seems to be engine parts. <laughs> yeah, they're basically tearing apart engines. Yeah. Um, watch out for zero feedback, people. Um, it's not saying they're bad. Um, it's just they have, they have no experience. So I would be very, very reluctant to spend $5,000 on a comic book with someone who has never sold a comic book before on eBay. They may not know how to pack it. They may not know about insurance. There's all kinds of things. I don't want to be their guinea pig. Um, let somebody else do that. Um, also, when you look at a, a feedback, make sure the, the person has seller feedback. You can The feedback number is just a straight-up number. It doesn't differentiate between how many uh, feedback uh, they've gotten as a seller or a buyer. So if there's all buyers, you know, again, they really have no experience selling and that, you know, that may be something you want to be concerned about. Yeah. There are other scams too uh, on Facebook and Facebook marketplace. I see a lot of people in these uh, comics for sale groups. Uh, not a lot, but I see it more than more, more than I like to see where it is a major key, like an incredible Hulk 181 and it's a you know picture front and back it looks legit and then someone in the comment get thank goodness for the community looking out and someone in the comments like why is this the same uh set of pictures from this ebay auction that ended two months ago you know and then the guy will come back and be like i just reused the pictures i'm the one that bought the book okay post some new pictures for us and then crickets uh so <laughs> you know it, it's it, We've said it before. We had a whole episode about eBay and our issues with eBay, but anywhere, eBay, whatnot, Instagram, Facebook, if it's too good to be true, it is, you guys. I know sometimes we think, oh, I'm going to roll the dice. I can, I'm going to 
you know, get this before someone else because everyone else is too nervous about it and I may hit a home run. You're not going to hit a home run. It's just not going to happen. Uh, I may have told the story on the podcast before, personal experience. Bought a copy of uh, Young Men, I think number 29, which was a really scarce Atlas Marvel Heroes book from the 50s. The guy sent it to me. It was the J.C. Penny 1994 reprint. Oh. You know, and I guess he thought I was just going to take it. No. Uh, opened up a case. Said it. To his credit, I, this is one example where I think he actually did not realize it was a reprint. And he gave me my money. Or he's just really, he got caught. He's like, I don't want to ruin my feedback. And got me the money back like the next day. Here's a big hint on that one. The back ad is an ad for Clearasil. Clearasil <laughs> did not exist in 1954. That is that is quite a, a giveaway. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I'm also wary of foreign sellers. I, I have been caught in the here is this this rare book for ninety nine dollars or eighty you know eighty five dollars, and I jump on it because I'm thinking, okay, my, I, I found it before somebody else did. You jump on it, and then you realize after you've paid. It's a South Korean seller, and it's going to be over 30 days before you get the book. And they're they're running some scam where uh, they're waiting you out in terms yep. of getting uh, the ability to get a refund. Uh, fortunately, eBay caught on to that. I, I you know you have the ability to to flag a transaction. eBay gave me my money back in that case, and the seller was was banned. But, you know, if, if you don't know, if you're not paying attention um, and people prey on the fact that people are greedy, I was greedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you, you don't pay it. Always be skeptical in transactions and unless it's someone you've bought from before. Be skeptical. You know, we've seen uh, mandates lifted, uh, um, things opening back up big time the last two weeks. Shows are back. I don't know what that's going to do to this uh, internet comic market that has really exploded the last two years. Now that shows are back are, are, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it seems to me like maybe it's the time to keep some money aside for conventions Mm -hmm. and see books up close face to face where you can look at them and see the corners and see if there's a Sharpie, see if there are two staples, if there's a centerfold attached, all this stuff. Yeah. Maybe I'm just glad that things are opening up. I don't know. No, I there hear was, you. There was a point there somewhere. No, no. There's, you know, the, this whole trust factor we're talking about is, is because we are buying things remotely and we are trusting the seller 100% to, to honor the transaction that we've established. Um it's much, much more difficult to be um, underhanded when you are face to face and you have the book in your hand and you can look at it and examine it and guarantee that that book, you know, is the right book. Still, you could be taken, you know, uh, there is a famous um, counterfeit version of um, um, Service the Aardvark, number one. Yeah. And uh, people, it's, it's so famous it has a value. People, people value. You know, you know, it's not just worth nothing. It's it's worth it's worth a decent amount of money. But you know, people can misrepresent even in person. Is, is the point? Uh, you really need to do your research and know you want to buy. Don't just buy blindly. Buy, buy with information and and be informed. 
All right, Richard, uh, hopefully these are some good tips to help protect uh, the community. But if you guys, if we've missed anything, if you've come across any new scams, uh, leave them in the comments and we'll share them on our bonus episode because we are always on the lookout. Uh, we're always on the lookout for a good deal or also for uh, a good thing to make fun of and text to each other. Like, look at this guy, he's trying to get away with. Well, you know, I also uh, am really racking my brain to think of a really clever transition and or a segue to the 25-year rule. Uh, but I don't have one, so let's uh, just get right into it. Right into it. This year's 25-year rule is a book near and dear to my cold, dead heart. That is Incredible Hulk number 449. The first appearance of one of my favorite super teams right after the champions, the Thunderbolts, the original <laughs> champions, uh, the Thunderbolts. We all know them. We love them. If you have not read the Thunderbolts, I don't know how many times we can tell you to do so. There was a lot of spec around this book last year, right. if you'll remember, because uh, the Contessa, Fontaine, de la Rosa, uh, Chipotle, Guacamole, whatever her name was, was in the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and everybody immediately started speculating that that meant the Dark Avengers or the Thunderbolts were coming. And so this book really took off last year. Uh, it's cooled down a bit, so if you don't have this, this is a really good time to buy the dip. Uh, GPA's uh, CGC 9.8 average for this book, 90-day average, is $629. That's down from the 12-month average of $760. Bucks. So a little bit of a savings there and just if you're on the search for this book be aware there are direct and newsstand editions i've seen the newsstand of this i have a newsstand of this it's not a nine eight it is uh i don't know nine two ish maybe you have this right uh i i've sold it <laughs> so <gasps> yeah i don't have it anymore how dare you no it's great <laughs> it's a great book really i mean it's got a surprise ending as always the best um, well, this isn't a surprise ending. This is the first appearance where they just fight the Hulk and they look like superheroes and, you know, it's building up right, that mystique. Right, right. And right. then it's continued in Thunderbolts 1 where they drop the bomb on you with the surprise ending. Excellent story. Definitely reading. Yeah. This is this is the teeing up of, look at how great these guys are and what, what how heroic they are. And then you're like, oh, wow, Thunderbolts, new Marvel team. I'm, I'm going to pick up the first issue. And then you get kicked in the nads at the end. <laughs> really hard all right so 25 year rule out of the way time for our underrated books of the week richard uh i like yours it's yeah, interesting yours is a year before mine is it really well <laughs> yours is 2000 ad and uh, mine is 2001 <laughs> uh yeah they weren't looking to the future i you know I, i'm a big i'm a big uh, british comic fan um big judge dread fan and um one of the stories, one of the main characters uh, of the Judge, Judge Dredd mythos is Judge Death. His first appearance is in 2000 AD, Prague 149. They call them Prague's, not issues. Mm -hmm. um, and this, this is, this is a, a, a British comic. If you've never seen a British comic, especially the 2000 AD stuff, they're more like, I don't want to call them fanzines. They're, they're newsprint. Tabloid-sized newsprint well, stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're 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 different from American comics, but they serve the same purpose. They 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 tell uh, episodic stories, and um, 
it's just a different feel, different vibe for an American comic. So this is the first appearance of Judge Death, who is uh, a main recurring villain for Judge Dredd. Judge Death is uh, a, a, a individual who has been, he's an undead de uh, judge, let's just put it that way. And he sees life as uh, a crime and he passes judgment on people and basically kills them. Um, he has a he has a, a, a circle of other judges. There's a judge Fear, Judge Mortis, Judge Fire. So the four horsemen kind of kind of um, uh, concept, and they're all the same undead judges, and they are wreak havoc in in Mega City One, the city that Judge uh, Dredd um, presides over. Yeah, think of Batman Who Laughs. I, I think this is the prototypical character that uh, they took the inspiration from to make the Batman who laughs. Um, this, this character is just, just pure evil. It's the kind of character you love to hate. Um, and it's, uh, it's, like I said, it's, it's a primary villain for, for Judge Dredd. Apparently, um, the, the Judge Dredd movie that they made from, from uh, 2012, which I actually loved, I thought it was a great movie, uh, was going to have a sequel called Judge Dredd 2, because, you know, the original. And uh, Judge Death was supposed to be the primary villain for that movie, but the movie it was never made. I think these Judge Dredd movies go in cycles. You know, the Judge Judge Dredd comes in and out of um, the public consciousness, and it will come back again, and we will have a Judge Dredd too. And I think the the logical villain for that movie is Judge Death. So picking up uh, this book, which is his first appearance, is uh, it's it's a good play. It's it's the, the problem with this book is that since it is a tabloid size, CGC has not slabbed this book. I, I cannot find a record of CGC actually encapsulating this. Oh, so, really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. I, and I don't know if it's just my, my inability to search the census properly. Because I, do think they, I think they do slab because it's considered a magazine, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I, anybody who's got this slab, please let us know because I've tried looking it up on the census and I have been unable to find anything. So if it is slab, that's wonderful. Um, if, if you are looking for a slab book, there is a book called Necropolis, The Judge uh, Death Invasion, which is a great storyline along with uh, Judge Anderson, who is from the Psy Division, who is, a, who is another a primary character. It's from 1991, a little later. Um, it, it has been slabbed. There is one copy on the <laughs> census, a 9-6. Uh, but it's a great story, in my opinion. It's another great judge, judge death story. It's talking about him invading in, in, in force. It's, it's, it's a good storyline. So, yeah, if you're a Judge Dredd fan, you want to see more than what the movies have provided to you. And at the same time, you know, you know maybe have some spec value. I think this book, uh, the, the Prog 149, is a good pick. If not, then... Necropolis, the Judge Death Invasion is another book to pick up. Wow, 2000 AD. What a book. I mean, just uh, revolutionary, whether you guys know it or not, uh, because it didn't get a lot of distribution here except in comic shops in the 80s. But well, uh, the sad thing is, 2000 AD was 22 years ago. I, I know. And it, <laughs> it you pick that because we go from 2000 AD to the far, far future. Of 2001, A Space Odyssey, number eight for my <laughs> underrated book of the week. This is, of course, the first appearance of Mr. Machine, 
now known as Machine Man. Of course, they had to change the name of Mr. Machine because there was a toy called Mr. Machine and they had the trademark and the copyright, so Marvel didn't want to get sued. Uh, great Jack Kirby creation, Aaron Stack X-51, the robot who thinks like a man. Is he a man? Thanks to the monolith from 2001, he's given a soul, so he's a man. Uh, had to write the monolith out after they lost the rights to 2001. Uh, there was another X-51 series in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s that kind of took care of that. Uh, a GPA 90-day average for a CGC 9.8 is $980 on this. Did you realize this? this down, Richard? Did you know this was a $1,000 plus book last year? Holy moly, I had no idea. People love them some Jack Kirby. They love them some Machine Man, including me. It gets better. Of course, at this time in 1977, there is a 35-cent variant as well that is out there. But we haven't seen any significant sales of one in over two years. So that one is super scarce. The highest graded one that has been recorded for selling is 9.2. And now, you were freaking out because 2000 AD was 22 years ago. What if I told you this year was Machine Man's 45th anniversary? Wow. That's insane. insane. Okay. I bought this off the rack. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's great. Um, yeah, it, Marvel knew, Jack knew what side their bread was buttered on. Um, the last three issues of 2001 are basically the first three issues of machine man, it becomes a machine man solo title. And then someone smartly said, why are we paying licensing rights for 2001? When we own this character, we introduced in it. Let's just give his own book. They changed his name to machine man. And there uh, ran for nine issues out of the Kirby solo books that he did on his return to Marvel in the late seventies. This was the bestseller. Uh, so, when Jack left Marvel again to go into animation, they revived it six months later because it was a good seller. And he's been around as a character. He's an Avenger, believe it or not. Machine Man is not an that. Avenger. Yes. I know that. Along with his, his off-time love, Jocasta, the robot. <laughs> they make mad, passionate robot love. Lots of lubrication. Sorry. Uh, I, I'm still I'm still stuck at it being a thousand dollar book. This is one of those books that you found in dollar bins forever. Yeah. Uh, and here it is. You know, uh, if there's any way to make sure that we are known as the old man podcast. It's for us to keep mentioning books we found in dollar bins. For years. <laughs> I remember Star Wars number one, you know, people, <laughs> you know. I remember giant size X-Men. I used to wipe dog poop off my shoes. <laughs> oh, yes. We are. No, that's always been, that's always been a valuable book. Uh, all right. That is going to wrap it up for this week. Thank you, everyone. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Bronze of Modern Gods. If you like this video, hit like. You subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, hit the notification bell. All of that helps us out. And we will see you later this week for our bonus episode. Thank you, Richard. All right. Thank you, John. And everybody stay safe.